Jump out a new whip, nigga, like I'm a slave master. I pull a two-zip, nigga, I feelin' way better. I'm feeling way better. I'm feeling way better. I'm feeling way better. Welcome back to the Popular Demand Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And with me today, I have my co-host, Core. What's up, Core? Man, I've been good. How about y'all? Living, living. And to, and we also have our co-host Delon. What's up, Delon? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Facts. <laughs> and this is episode 41 of the Popular Demand podcast. Uh, with it, Jacquez is not with us tonight. He forgot his. He forgot that we had a podcast episode tonight, so he will not be on. Um, you are, wait, wait, you gonna put the nigga out like that? Damn. Hey, 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 hey I wasn't gonna say nothing. If you if you listen, I'll call Jordan. This, hey, don't let him disrespect. And listen, I see. Now this is a test. This is a test. I want to see if you're gonna listen to the podcast. <laughs> hey, Jacquez, if you hear this, when when you see this or when you hear this, uh, call Jordan a bitch in the group chat. We'll see. You there and you if go. You ain't if you're listening. Hearing, it's too late though. J Cole's for me. I just need to let you know, Jacquez. If you ain't listening. <laughs> But this is episode 41 of the Popular Demand Podcast. You know what we do. We come here, we give you our takes on music, basketball, everything in between. Uh, the only announcement that we have for this week is uh, check out me and Corey's review. Of yeah, week. turn up for that. Check it out. That's, a, that's, that's, about, that's about the only announcement. Also, we have an artist I plan to play at the end of the podcast named Swiven. Swiven? It's spelled S-W-V-V-N. He's an R&B style artist. Got a pretty good song. Check it. Out. So stay tuned for the end. That sounds like a fire R and B name, so it gotta be. It's it's pretty if good. You can't pronounce. I'm, I'm gonna send it to the group chat later on. If you can't pronounce it, it's some heat. Facts. But let's get let's get right into it. Uh, this past week was the NBA trade deadline. It was filled with enormous to small moves across the NBA. I think it was like a almost a record high number of teams yeah. participated in the trade deadline. We almost it was like almost like a record number of players moved on the deadline. Damn, really? It's I didn't even see whole, it. Yes, it was a whole lot of player movement this past week. But the one thing I want to talk to y'all the most about this trade deadline is the player that did not get moved, Ooh. and that is Anthony Davis from New Orleans Pelicans, who demanded a trade about a week or so ago, wanting out of. <laughs> New Orleans. Specifically and to LA. Pretty much. Yeah, specifically to LA. Then he kind allegedly, of backtracked. And allegedly. Said, no, yeah, allegedly. He then kind of backtracked and said, uh, I'll go to the Clippers or the Knicks or I forgot what the books. other team was. Of course, one of them. Or the. Was it the yeah, Bucks? It was the yeah, Bucks. And that was it. He said, I'll go. Most importantly, yeah, the said, Celtics to- were not one of them. <laughs> no, no, no. Him, Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis Sr. both. Expressed that they did not want to be a part of Celtics organization respect after what he did to Isaiah I Thomas. It. Straight up, we're gonna get to we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Uh, so I want to ask you this: basically, the Lakers pretty much put everybody on the trade block, not named LeBron <laughs> James. They offered. They start out with offering just Brandon Ingram, Zoe, Zubac, Beasley, and I think one pick. Then, you know, the Pelicans didn't respond, so they went ahead and offered pretty much all those young guys, you know, Zoe, Ingram, and Kuzma, plus Zubak, plus um, some picks. 
still don't respond. The Pelicans pretty much say we want cap relief, so you got to take back this bad contract and give us more picks and give you all our young players. I'm thinking to myself, oh, the deal off. The Lakers off. The Lakers give up. They offer two picks. They agree to give all the young players up and agree to take Solomon Hill back. The Pelicans still do not respond. The Lakers then withdraw their deal when they realize that the Pelicans are asking for maybe like four first round picks. Lakers finally said, hell no, after offering everything, they finally said, no, this is where I draw the line. (laughs) So are the Pelicans wrong for missing out on that treasure trove of assets? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of players and picks to pass up on. Are they wrong for passing up on this or are they right for to be petty towards AD, LeBron, Clutch Sports, and the Lakers? They are well within their rights. I think, the, to me, the only team that can offer them a better offer is Boston. Now, if Boston's serious about that, that is what it is, especially hearing after AD say he might not resign there. It is what it is. But to the Pelicans, the only team that can offer better young players, the, the offer from the Lakers that's a rebuild. That's a they got to build. They got a that's a project. If they offer Jalen Brown from the Celtics, if they offer one of the guards from the Celtics, they're set. They're already winning. Um, they are wealth and they're right to be petty though, because uh, them niggas think they run shit over there in LA, and I'm with them. But they had everybody. I tweeted. I tweeted last week that nobody on that team or in that organization was safe last week. That includes all the players, not named LeBron. That includes Luke Walton. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they would have tossed Magic Johnson. Probably almost found himself trading to the Pelicans, trying to get AD. So the Pelicans, <laughs> hey, if y'all can keep fucking with them, keep fucking with them. Yeah, the Pelicans, obviously, like it to me, it just made sense from the standpoint of why help a team in your in the same conference as you build a super team. Why give AD your best player to a team that your young players potentially have to in the future yeah why help why help create a problem that you could why why help create that problem it just don't make sense to me i understood it from the from the jump but it's a certain point delon all those players when they were all offered yeah i agree they nabbing because tatum is the best young player between the lakers and the celtics but at a certain point what you have multiple we have multiple draft picks first round draft picks along with uh all that young talent. I feel that, but we don't know what the Celtics are offering because they are they're about to possibly lose Kyrie, which means they are possibly about to make a move to stay not relevant because they still have all those players, but to stay up there at the top of the East. If yeah, the, contender. Yeah, if they to stay contender, especially if they lose Kyrie, and they got to do something. The Pelicans, if they they can make the trade to Los Angeles, they can be set for a while. They can, they can have a nice team. But if they trade with the Celtics, they have a team that could possibly beat the Anthony Davis-less Lakers. All the players from the Celtics that they would trade for AD could probably beat yeah. the Lakers. Now, if they trade AD to the Lakers, who the fuck? <laughs> who the fuck on the Pelicans beat <laughs> the Lakers? But okay. that is the only one. I, I have to disagree. They wouldn't be contenders, but I feel like they'd be a lot better off simply because we've seen guys like Tatum Brown and them actually contribute to a winning team. While on the flip side, we've seen Ball, Z- Zubak, um, 
Ingram and Kuzma play by themselves and be like a 30-win team. So like if you get them guys, like that's that's what you get. You're getting a 30-win team back. So you, you're gonna end up you're gonna keep being terrible, kind of like you already are. Yo, you basically be betting on one of them players breaking out or all three of them being, you know, equaling up to the talent that AD was. But that's asking a lot. You know, honestly, especially since they didn't really show much this year when LeBron went down. They had a losing record with them out. So they didn't seem like they grew all that much from last year. They seemed about in the same space that they were. So that's not so I I get exactly what you're saying. I you would be better off as a team if you would land the Celtics Hall. But I will say this Pelicans made the right choice in the end because in the summertime, those players will still be available. Best believe Magic Johnson will ask again, are you sure you don't want these niggas? And he will <laughs> trade them. He will he will send them up the river or down the river, down the Mississippi River to New Orleans. He will do it. Yeah. But at the same time, you actually have the Celtics um, in the conversation, though. So you might even have land a better option. But if you are the Celtics and you think that Kyrie is leaving, do you go for it? Because there's a chance that what if you what if Kyrie leaves anyway? Because he just don't want because he want to go to New York to team up with KD. And you trade for Anthony Davis. Now you've gutted your whole team just to get Anthony Davis. And you only got Anthony Davis. And we've seen that he can't win by himself. Well, that was my point. So do you- my point was, if Kyrie does leave, then the Celtics are going to be more incentivized to make the trade for Anthony Davis. Because they have gotten used to this position that they're at at the top. The, and having yeah. a superstar that they are going to want to make that trade. And that organization is very good at drafting and very good at building young players. So I don't think they'll be necessarily as hurt as the Pelicans who make mistake after mistake year after year. So you, okay. So you're basically saying that even if Kyrie leaves, you think that the Celtics will still pull the trigger. I think it's even though Kyrie leaves. But see, even, even though his dad said, I would never want my son to be a part of the organization and him continue him constantly saying, I do not want to be a Celtic. If you're Danny Ainge, do you guys still pull the trade? Um, Danny Ainge not pulling the trigger. Nah, Listen, I, can't, I can't see it. I j- winning changes a lot. That's why Kawhi got to stay his ass in Toronto. <laughs> not for Boston. Okay. <laughs> well, why not for Boston? I'm going to say this. The Pelicans made a huge mistake not making this trade because out of any GM in the NBA that I believe is going to give me everything I need, Danny Ainge is the last person that's going to do that. Y'all know this man <laughs> history. <laughs> He could have got Jimmy Butler. He said, nah, I can't trade Rozier. He could have got Paul George. Nah, I'm not going to trade Rozier. Y'all think he's trading Tatum? Y'all really think he going to give – y'all really think he going to sit there and say, I'm going to trade a young future superstar for somebody who don't want to be here. Y'all really believe it? Danny Ainge, yeah. then finesse the Pelicans, and I can't wait to laugh at Dale Dempsey when the summertime hit. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Anthony Davis is going to keep saying he don't want to be a Celtic. When the summertime hit, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, we ain't with LeBron. We with y'all, Danny Ainge. What you going to offer me? All right. Let me check my list. All right, bro. I got Daniel Peace. <laughs> I got um, uh, Al Horford. And uh, if y'all give me Drew and AD, I might give y'all Jalen Brown. In a pick, if in a second round, if you're lucky, they, I'm telling y'all, this was gonna happen. He is not giving away <laughs> no superstar. When just like, 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 let's just sit back and think about this. When in the history of Danny Ainge's entire career 
has he traded a prime young star for anything? I'm gonna say this. I can't think of a time that Ainge giving any. He never, he never do it for the past five to six years. He could have made a Thank bunch you. of good trades, and he never do it. He always low balling, and he gonna keep doing it. Listen, and I I agree with you, but even those three players you just jokingly named better than the players that would be coming from like not, not the picks nah. but they are better i'm gonna tell you why i'm gonna tell you why it's not gonna be better because when the summer times hit anthony davis go keep saying he's not gonna want to go there which means his trade value goes down which means that when his value goes down danny ains know the value go down which means he not gonna have to give up <laughs> no, nothing so guess what's gonna happen Danny, I mean, Danny Angel gonna say, I'm gonna give y'all a mid pack. A super mid pack. <laughs> you know what they're gonna have to do? Go back to the Lakers and say, man, yeah, you know how we were just playing. Remember that trade when y'all was gonna give us everything? Can we get that? Nah, we got some for you. Brandon Ingram, Mike Muscala, second rounder. Let's get it. The Pelicans done ruined their whole franchise. Trying to be petty and trying to make these other mid franchises that can't keep their <laughs> star player that they got in the draft feel better because Clutch Sports got them clutched in their grip. Y'all taking L's. Anthony, man, I sound like a Laker fan right now. Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. You do. <laughs> you do. I'm, 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 I'm going to say this. Like, 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 I'm going to say this. It's just crazy to me that if I'm running my franchise and this superstar. Oh, okay, I'm going to say this. For Pelican fans, I'm going to give y'all some sympathy. I get it. Y'all in New Orleans, y'all in the swamp, it suck out there. It is what it is. Y'all had Chris Paul. Chris Paul wanted to go to the Lakers, and y'all traded everything for him, you know, for him to leave. And then you got Anthony Davis. It's the second thing. I mean, like, like you had a tragedy happen twice. You lost your girl twice to the same dude. It hurts. It shouldn't happen, but it happens. But you got to look at it this way. Chris Paul is one of the best leaders. I hate to say this. Chris Paul is one of the best team runners, leader, whatever you want to call him in the NBA. If he didn't want to stay there, what make you think that somebody like Anthony Davis that doesn't want to be a leader is going to want to stay there? If you can't build around them, they go leave. Instead of trying to fight and make them stay, just get rid of them. Get some picks, some decent starters, because y'all ain't winning no championship. Just get to the playoffs every now and then, get a nice young core and some peaks, and then build around it. And then on top of that, why y'all think he don't want to go to Boston? If he get to play with LeBron, he get to chill, be second fiddle, go to the finals. If you go to Boston, you got a beta full, mail. Exactly. You get, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. You got a full media empire, and you got to play with Kyrie Irving, somebody who left LeBron to be a leader and just admitted that he don't want to be a leader. So why would you want to go to a franchise? Why would two people who don't want to be a leader go to a franchise where they got to lead together? Why? Why y'all think Katie didn't go to the Celtics? He didn't. <laughs> why y'all think Katie didn't go to the Celtics? He didn't want to lead. And if you go to he, Boston he and you don't, I'll put it this way: if you go to the Lakers and you don't win, <laughs> you gonna have Kobe and Shaq on your head. If you go to Boston and you don't win, you get lynched and called a nigga twenty four seven. Is that really what you want? <laughs> Is that really what you want? Is it really? Come on, fam. That's a beautiful insight, Cole. All of That's a beautiful insight. Shit. The summertime is go hit. Danny Angels go hit them with that mid pack. And Magic Johnson's go come to them 
with a slightly above average media pack, then Anthony Davis is going to be a Laker. End of story. It is what it is. I'm saying this, the Clippers and and the Bucks would still be in play by that point. The Clippers are already built oh, it, it, it is true. with them making it with them trading Tobias Harris and landing Please. two first round Let me picks. Ask you this, though. Them getting Landis Schmidt is what right, the Clippers offering them. Like no, like no other deal is gonna compare to what the Lakers is gonna give them. And they turned it down to be pitted. Okay, it but see, that's the thing about it. If they want to continue to be petty with the Lakers, it just because the thing is, from what Woj was saying, shout out to Woj, God, Woj. According to Woj, they didn't even answer the phone on the last day <sighs> for the Lakers. That's they weren't funny. even they weren't even trying to have a conversation with the Lakers. If that mentality carries over into that the offseason, let's say let's say that the Clippers miss the playoffs, they get the lottery pick. They have that lottery pick plus like three other first round picks. They could give up Shy, Shamet or Jerome, and possibly Gallagher. Uh, Don't I'm saying that that's four first round picks. That's what they were asking for. And yeah, you know, yeah. with, and originally with the with the Lakers. They might think yes, they might be asking all this stuff from the Lakers just to make them mad. And they said they, their whole plan was to destroy chemistry amongst the Lakers. It might might be their asking price might not actually be that high. They just want to fuck with the Lakers. That might that might be the actual bottom line to all this. So, with that in mind, he could still end up on one of those other two teams, as well as New York, because if New York gets like a lot yeah. of pick, they might send it to get AD if they know that Kyrie or KD is coming to play. True. I have a but, question. I have a question. Those four first round picks were those four years of Lakers picks, or whose picks were they? Um, I yeah, don't, I don't know. And they just, you know, they just asked for four picks. So I guess it just, I don't, I don't even, even the two picks they offered, they were probably thinking to themselves, well, if we take those Laker picks, uh, AD gonna be on your team, LeBron gonna be on your team, y'all gonna be in the playoffs. Them picks gonna probably be late first rounders. Why exactly. the hell would we want that? That makes it, that makes a lot more sense why they did turn down those picks. That's probably what they were offering their own. Uh, yeah, I don't want any AD say, LeBron picks. No, no, not at all. But I will say this. I think that the I think the AD price will not go. I think his price will be about the same when the summer hit. Around. Core, you were saying that you you no for the Celtics yes for Magic no because Magic is yeah yeah Magic got no good GM. Where he was second of all ashes if he came down to second of all Magic knows that LeBron is old. LeBron is still in peak physical form, but you don't know when he's going to stop being that. If you play around and, and keep trying to play with AD and the Pelicans, you know, the Pelicans can make them stay another year. And then you end up getting AD after LeBron turned 37. And that might Too be late. the age he finally, you know, fall, you know falls apart. And there's, there's no reason, you know, you might, you might have AD, but now you don't have LeBron. You miss your window, your championship window that you're trying to build out of, no, out of thin air. And then all your young players are gone. So then you just got AD on your team, which we've already big said is not actually. Yeah, it's kind of big mid unless you get yeah if you get unless you get somebody else to come play with him. It is kind of big mid to just have Anthony Davis on your team. Kind of sad because the guy is kind of like top five talent in the league. Yeah. But I'm gonna say this: Did this actually create chemistry issues within the oh, Lakers? Yeah. Do you think the Pelicans actually succeeded in that in the very? I respect least? them in that aspect, but everything else I don't. But yeah, they 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 did a great job at that. They had that nigga Lonzo Ball celebrating on Instagram, but not getting not traded. Being traded. 
That nigga, he, he was. Oh which is wild because he's still man, probably going to get traded. Oh, yeah, yeah let's give it three months. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I want to ask you this. The Varball has reared his ugly head and he has reappeared to make sure his son didn't get traded by, you know, decreasing his trade value by just saying a bunch of crazy shit. Well, he was saying, I want my son to go to Phoenix. I want y'all to tell me if this is cap or not. He said, Don't trade my son to the Pelicans. Send him to the Phoenix Suns where he can win. Cap or no cap? Did he actually want to go to the Phoenix? Uh, that nigga Lonzo Ball is going to be in Cleveland, Ohio. They sound, they sound about right. No, 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 no. I do you better. He will be in the O, oh, the trenches of Orlando, right down the street from Disneyland, playing for the Magic. The land of no. They about to trade that nigga Lonzo for Kimba. That's big facts. For the PS Charlotte. Okay. Here's an here's another big baller quote. If you trade my son, it'll be the worst thing you ever did. Cap or no cap? They traded D'Angelo they... Russell for him, so that was already worse. They made a super right. team that consisted of old Steve Nash, aging Dwight Howard, and thought they was going to get a chip. I mean, the last 10 years. It's just, bad. You know, no, no, I mean, no, no, they, no. Gave, they gave Eight Kobe. Years. They gave Kobe fresh ankle. off his Achilles tear. A brand- Yes, he was in the hospital bed, and they gave him like a three-year extension. They better run me to max. Uh, okay, they trade my son; they'll never get a, a championship. <laughs> Facts or not? I mean, he ain't took him to the playoffs yet. That's a bold <laughs> statement. I respect it though. That's a bold statement. <laughs> they can't go five hundred without LeBron. Though. Okay, here's the next one. Here's the next one. LeBron James without Lonzo is not going to win a championship in LA. I guarantee that. Facts or not? <laughs> the biggest cap. Wait, wait, what was it? What do you say? Of all time. LeBron James without Lonzo is not going to win a championship in LA. I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah. That is Trafalgar. Is LeBron, LeBron going to win a championship in Los Angeles? Probably, probably. I mean, if he don't win, Lonzo? I mean, I mean, if he don't, it ain't because yeah, of Lonzo. Man. I guarantee you that much. I'll be, he probably won't win one without him or with him. Yeah. But, but yeah, I feel the same. I feel the same. Last comment. He said that Kyle Kuzma is a nobody, and Lonzo Ball <laughs> made him. <laughs> he need to be siphoning the That nigga needs to siphon the fucking mouth. That's the most disrespectful thing. Hey, now fuck that. Jokes aside. Jokes aside. No, fuck that. Kyle got, I know Kyle got Lonzo's address. You know Lonzo's sitting with his daddy. I will roll up to that nigga. Oh, man. Yeah, that's it's his. Like, it's so his. The, like, like, that's beyond disrespectful. To me, that was the worst. Bro, he a nobody. He was down. A nobody. I don't understand yes. why he would make it so difficult for his son to just exist in the fucking locker room. Yeah. What, what benefit? After the trade deadline? So, you know he's staying there. You know he's got another couple months there. It makes, in just a couple months, might I say, that makes no fucking sense. None at all. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I said this before. I said this before when LeVar, when Lonzo first got in the league and LeVar was first doing all that talking. I used to tell Jaquez. Jaquez said, nah, man, he's a living dad. I said, no, Jaquez. That nigga is saying a lot of stuff that Lonzo is going to have to answer to. When he's calling out Luke Walton to call him a trash yeah. coach, Lonzo got to go in the locker room and tell him, nah, coach, I think you're good. Because the thing is, Luke going to think to himself, I want Lonzo to go back and tell yeah, him sure LeVar stuff. And if it 
Yeah, and, it's, and are we on the same page, or is he with his father? He does he want me gone too? And then you got Kyle Kuzma, and like you Kyle Kuzma, how do you react to this? How do you react to Lonzo's dad saying that Lonzo made you? Like, do you just let it go? You're like, you don't say nothing to Zoe. You don't say nothing to uh, Lamar. Like, I, I don't, like I said, that's why. I, shout to Dale Dents for destroying the Lakers. I'm I'm waiting on it. I got two things to say. If Lavar Ball don't chill out, Lonzo Ball is going to end up on the Lakers, and Lavar Ball is going to die from mysterious circumstances because of Paul. <laughs> and two. <laughs> For the Pelicans, I just got one more thing to say to y'all. The fact that y'all spent all y'all energy, even though I love trolling and being petty, the fact that y'all spent all y'all energy on trolling and being petty, and instead of building a championship team around that man, I wish nothing but the worst on y'all. But let's go on to the next topic. Complex released who they believe to be the best rapper alive in 2018. Their choice for this year was Pusha T, which was met with some uproar on Twitter. I don't see why. A lot of people feel like Pusha T was not deserving of this. Cord, how do you feel? Was Pusha T the best rapper alive in 2018? If we are going by my standards of an amazing year, yes. He dropped hot tracks. He made a lot of racks. He smoked on packs. That's my top three criteria. You did it all. <laughs> Even though I feel like Saba and No Name had better, I mean, like, I ain't gonna say they had better albums, but they, you know, they were slightly above his. But Pussy T hit every yeah. category that's on my list. And then on top of that, who else, who else you gonna put above him? Drake, J. Cole, Big Son? Like, like, come on. Like, come on, man. None of them had better years. That makes a lot of sense. better years. Like, I get it. If you like, man, oh, yeah, yeah, Scorpion. If you like Scorpion, it's cool. But y'all, y'all know, y'all know Drake one rapper. You can't go to it. You can't die and be rapper of the year. You can't get killed and get lyricists of the year. It don't work that way. I swear it don't. You can't be you. You can't become the butt of you the can't get turned into a pack and then get a crown put on your head. Even if you Drake, I'll put it this way: If Drake can't defy the odds, nobody can. Facts. And that's the thing about that's why making Pusha T rapper of the year, like Makes you said, sense. was you know reasonable to me. He had a critically, a critically acclaimed album. He's up for a Grammy. The album was great. He has some great guest features, and he his name was in everybody's mouth for months because he took on a colossus in rap and beat Beautiful. him. He humbled him. He yeah, he humbled him. Like like I completely understand why Pusha T is the best rapper alive in 2018. I agree with the statement. Well, I agree with it. But for me, I probably would have chose a black thought or look at fiasco simply because I'm just going strictly okay, off of okay, strictly music release albums. Yeah, like they released albums and even had features black thought where they were rapping in a level above Pusha yeah. T. Off of that, for my criteria, I give them the best rapper alive. One or the two, it don't matter which one. They were both phenomenal this year. But off the of criteria of being popular and Running complex is about like culture and, and pop culture, so you gotta throw that in there too. Yeah, yeah, which is why Kendrick won with Damn in 2017, which made sense. My chance to rapper, well, chance to rapper was 2016, which a lot of people, you know, he isn't the best rapper alive, but, but he had a great year. Yes, yeah. 
It, yeah, yeah. His name was Everybody Matthews on Kanye West album, one of the biggest albums of the year. He sold a lot on the uh, album. It was free, which still don't make sense. He got a Grammy, you know, like he had like one of the most popular features of the year. He was independent, but under a contract, like he did, he defied a lot of odds, like a lot of odds. Yes, he became a household yeah, name in a year, and and somehow in a year. But I say this: What about? Uh, Travis Scott. A lot of people feel like Travis Scott should have been the best rapper alive. Do you agree? I'm gonna say forward? this: Travis Scott was second, but the, I think the only thing I, I want to say, I think the only thing I wouldn't really put towards him was, ah, I mean, I, I was I like Astro World, but I don't think it was just like a super duper critically acclaimed album. It was just a lot of people saying like, hey, I, hey, I like this album, but it wasn't like, oh, this, you know, you, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I don't think it was like a heavy Grammy nominated. I don't think it was like a, you know, like super hot on Pitchfork and like it. And it, oh, it was. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna say that even though I feel like he had a great year sales wise. Ah, damn! I hate to say this. I think the only thing that threw him off was he kind of was in vocal. Like the music stood out, the clothes stood out. He was a huge staple in pop culture. It's just that it, he wasn't there technically. Okay. Part of Pusha T's visibility stemmed from his beef with Drake. Like his really, it was his beef with Drake to help make him be the best rapper. Well, gain that title, best rapper alive. Because by killing Drake in that beef, he became immensely popular in the uh, pop culture sphere. People who didn't know Pusha T learned who Pusha T was because of his. Of that and then they got the gold. So this in classics. Yep. Facts. They realized, oh damn, this guy's actually dope. Listen, I disagree with every yeah, I, single fucking thing y'all just said. Let's go. Wow. Every single fucking thing. Who you give now, the crown to? Now, going by impact, success, decent to good, because that's all complex needs. That's all they score with. Nicki Minaj got 2014 Rapper of the Year. Chance the Rapper has gotten a Rapper of the Year. Um, yeah. I think that the two people that I would say is the breadwinner, Cardi B. Album came out. Ooh, number one. Forgot about Cardi B. All the features. And then because of his year, I would say J. Cole. I'm surprised they gave it to push his year over J. Cole. Wait. Listen, 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 listen. I listen, 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 listen. Of I'm not saying of I'm funny. not saying that J. Cole's album was better than Pusha T's. I don't think it was. Also, I don't think Pusha T should get it off of seven fucking songs all year, but that's just that. But J. Cole was more visible than Pusha T besides that two months that Pusha T was beefing with Drake. J. Cole had the features that he had. And he had an album that was decent, and that was on everybody's decent. mouth. And he's still decent, decent, <laughs> and he was on everybody's tongue for the whole year. I'm very surprised they did not give it to J Cole or Cardi B, especially Wait. Cardi B, because Cardi B had more success than most rappers have. I'll say this, Cardi B. That's a good that's a great one. one. It's a great and then one. I'm surprised they didn't. I'm also surprised they didn't make the statement. That's a great one by picking a, another woman because they don't give it to women often. I think MC Light's Damn, gotten it from them. This this. I think MC Light's gotten it from them and Nicki Minaj. That'd be it. Yeah, I I really think it's a great thing by complex standards that if if Cardi B had gotten, he was she wasn't immensely popular. It was in you know well ingrained in pop culture. Yeah, like she really was. Said. And she had a lot of noble. And she had a lot of noble hits. features too without, throughout hits. the year. And, and a couple now, number granted, ones. Yeah, hits. Yeah, yes. Granted, she's no, she's not the best rapper. But like you said, Chance the Rapper got it in a year where he clearly was not better. Yeah, he was the best rapper. Yeah. Yeah, see what I'm saying? So yeah, by Car- by complex standards, Cardi B definitely probably should have won. I can see that. 
But J. Cole, I don't think he me from saying about J. Cole is KOD. So me and Cole. It really Just came say it. Listen, it did. Like, gonna... even, like, even, like, like on, like on Cole feature ones. Yeah, people. I would, I credit Cole for this. People were talking about Cole every other week. Like, oh, Cole got a feature coming up. I'll say this: people were not talking about KOD. They were, they were Listen, just all that's old that, features. That's and, that. But I read Complex's review of KOD, and it was favorable. This is from Complex. This isn't from everybody else. And you know, Complex always fucking some shit up. Yeah. Complex thought it was a decent to good album. They thought that it was an impactful album, blah 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 blah. So I'm uh, I'm surprised that from their standards that J Cole didn't get it, but not really because I thought Cardi B should have got it. So I'm really surprised Cardi didn't get it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I will say this: but for, if for, for anybody would have said, I mean, if anybody would have said Travis Scott or Cardi B, I wouldn't. I don't believe, like Cardi B, Pusha T, Travis Scott. It's a three way tie between them. But if I had to pick person. Social Wolf 2019. But if I had to pick personally, I got to say Pussy T. Because not only did he drop a better album than both of them, in my opinion, he killed the biggest pop star on earth. Oh, okay, I'm going to put it this way. If Cardi B would have killed Nick. Yeah, exactly. If Cardi B would have killed Nicki this year, like, I mean, not physically, but <laughs> rap-wise. Yeah. I, I, come, come on, man. Y'all know me. I would have been Cardi B. All the way, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way if 6ix9ine didn't go to jail, I probably would have said he would rap of the year. I'm glad he was here, man. But <laughs> I'm well within my rights for saying that too because he's not black. But anyway, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 what, what about our brown comrades, Jordan? 6ix9ine is not our comrade. Shout to, shout our to our, he, he is not our comrade. The brown people, they are. Shout out to all y'all. Nah, we man. love y'all. But for 6ix9ine. Yeah, I go clown 6ix9ine for self-defense, which I'll turn up for Meek Mill for popping pills and popping wheelies. I see how it is. <laughs> self-defense. <laughs> self-defense. It's self-defense, Jordan. Self-defense. All he wanted to do was he to play, go visit other cities free of charge. And everybody said, nah, you can't do that because you got rainbow that hair. That a rainbow hair tourist and everybody got crime. Hey, crime. He should have paid his dues. Hey, crime's like Jesse Smollett. Who's <laughs> up? <laughs> once, <Hey>, <laughs> once a week. <laughs> once a week. Say something. Once a week. Okay, let's, let's go on to the next topic. We already, we already wilding. We already talked about race. So it's time for who's wilding. Cord. <laughs> Gives us someone this week who has been astronomically <laughs> wild and probably should have just been quiet or just yeah. Cord, who is your who's wilder for this week? For my who's wilding of this week, and I'm scared to even say it because he might call my phone and put a 30 pack on my head. <laughs> Liam Neeson himself, aka Obi Wan Kenobi, aka the nigga from Taken, because I do not remember his name from any other Taken film, aka. <laughs> The white dude that goes for like the past four years, he's been doing the same role, just going and killing random Armenians for no reason. Be careful, Kim. I'm praying for you. But yeah, Liam Neeson came out and did an interview for, I don't even know what the name of this movie is. I, look, 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 it don't even matter. It's him with a gun, <laughs> some brown people, with some snow on the background, with some Wrangler jeans, and a fur coat on. That's oh, all I know. He was doing an interview for. He was doing the interview for that movie, and they asked him, 
how do you do all of these roles with just killing people and having all this intensity? And his answer, I'm not joking with you guys. He said, with his co-star sitting next to him, I remember a couple years ago when my friend told me that she got raped. Instead of him asking, are you okay? Did you file a police report? Where was the area? The first thing he asked was, what was the man's race? Which, off the rip, to me, is extremely wild. (laughs) Racist. (laughs) Like, that's the first thing. (laughs) Okay, no, it's even crazy, because he explained the story. He could have made it sound better, but he was like, nah, that's the first thing that was on my mind. What was his race? (laughs) She says, he's black. So, instead of Liam Neeson, young Irish actor at the time, beginning of his career, instead of him saying, all right, what was his height? What was his build? What area were you in? Let's go file a police report. Liam Neeson said, no, none of that matters. I'm about to go get a... You know, I don't even... Okay, all my Irish people let me know what it is. I don't remember the name of the object, but I had to go Google it. It wasn't a gun. It wasn't a knife, a sword, a blade, a cannon, none of it. A heavy blunt object which is like a huge pipe basically so yes. every night for a week straight he went to black neighborhoods with a lead pipe starting fights <laughs> hoping that somebody would attack him so he could murder them not beat them up not bruise them not scare them murder them wait man not to Hold this on. degree <laughs> Not, not to this degree. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 wait, wait. Give me one second. Give me one second. This is the wildest out the story to me. Even after he admits this, the interviewer is writing this all down with the speed of God in his co-star. <laughs> because you got to remember, he's not saying this to his friends. He's on a movie set doing a promo for a movie that everyone on Earth is going to see that we go read about. His co-star can only say two words. Holy shit. And then he ends it off by saying that all of his friends calmed him down a week later, a week later, a week later. So all seven days, anybody could have died. They took him to church, talked to the priest, and he said to control his anger, he started channeling into his acting and doing CrossFit or something like that. So yeah, shout out to black people because if Liam Neeson was not working on his cardio, we would all be taxed right now. No, shout, shout out to black people for leaving that one white dude. I'm going to say this. There's a, there's a couple of constants in the word. I feel like this applies to almost every black neighborhood. If you see a random white person walking around. Stay away from them. You, 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 you know they up to no good. You know they up to no good. If there's a random white person in your neighborhood, I always realize that is the last person you want to He's mess doing with. something. And, oh, my God. Is this how white people, is this how white people feel? If, is this <laughs> if it's one black person in your neighborhood, he does not belong there. He ain't nothing. Oh, this way. Whenever I seen the black person, whenever I seen the white person Clark's there, I knew someone right. Either he was <laughs> good, he a police officer, or he looking for good. Either way, I'm staying out the way. <laughs> I'm talking about just walking, like just walking, not, not driving through the neighborhood, not hanging not, at a local store, like not on the motor up and down your street at night. Just walk- some ain't, some ain't adding up. And it, I was it, it up. 
I'm gonna say this staying stereotype as you use a common sense in my in yeah. my in my opinion. So shout out to black people for leaving him alone. Yeah. No, 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 and to me, the wildest, I mean, I mean, and, and like to me, what's really crazy the fact that everybody was like, well, oh, it's not so bad. The one thing we keep kind of forgetting is that he never said, I was going to start the fight. He constantly repeated, I wanted one of them to start the fight. So if he murdered them, the first thing that he was going to say was, it was self defense. Yeah. So Disgusting. in his mind, he said, my friend got raped by a black person. Instead of me using my taking skills to find that specific black person, I'm going to kill any black person, blast their head, beat the brakes off of them with a steel pipe and crush their head in and it says self-defense and then go home freely. What does that solve? I don't know. But I guess he thought that if he killed one black person, he killed the rapist. And to me, that is wilding to the highest degree. I understand having dark thoughts and being angry at a specific like I, I don't see that. Oh, but look, everybody be mad. Like you could be mad at people, you could be mad at a specific race if something bad happened. But to mm. get out of your bed at night, <laughs> every night for a week straight to kill somebody, that is crazy. And it and, and I and to me, I don't, I don't even like I don't even like getting the feels like this. But the scariest part. Was seeing all of these white people say, oh, yeah, man, we've all had those moments. Wait, what? We think like this all the time. And the question that I got to ask is, why is it that? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Uh, Cord just dropped out. What you mean? Liam Neeson was just, <laughs> Liam Neeson was just knocked out. His that, <laughs> that nigga Cord was taken. Yes, he was. <laughs> The nigga was taking one, two, and three. Please give us a moment. We're experiencing some technical difficulties. We're going to wait to see if Core is alive. Okay, okay, yeah. This is my question. Why is it that when a white person comes out and says that this is how they feel, and millions of people, I ain't going to say millions, but a lot of people came out and said, I feel the same way. Why is it that when black people come out and say, that we are being killed because certain people have dark thoughts and actions to get us for stuff that we didn't do. The first thing that certain white, I'm gonna keep saying certain white people respond with is that's not true. It's all in your head. Y'all just overreacting. But if Liam Neeson come out and say this is how I felt, y'all all feel like this. So my question is who lying? It's because they don't want to be. They don't want to be wrong. They just—it's just easy to be right. The dude—they didn't want—they didn't want Liam Neeson to feel wrong. So they said, "Look here, my guy, we all been there." And then when we say we when we say that, "Hey, you guys are doing this," they'll be like, "No, nah, we don't." Because who wants to be wrong? Look at the bad. On over this way, but it ain't the fact that they were saying, "Liam, you not wrong." It's the fact they were saying, "Yeah, Liam, it be like this sometimes." <laughs> like, like, okay, on over this way. If you look at the George Zimmerman situation. If you look at his story, his whole thing was black kids been breaking in the houses. I'm going to kill one. I don't care who I kill. As long as it's a black kid, I did my job. And that's what he did. 
And when black people came out and said, hey, y'all don't think this is a little weird? Now I'm in self-defense. He was trying to save yourself. What does that sound? Does that not sound kind of similar to the Liam Neeson story? It sounds look, extremely look, similar. If you look at the Dylan Roof storm, he on the internet and he like on all these storm, you know, like storm sites and white supremacist websites and all of that. And he looking up statistics about black men being rapists. He didn't go to a black neighborhood to shoot some black people. He went to a church and just shot up random black people. So I guess that what I'm trying to say is that when people have irrational fears about people of other races, they don't go against a specific group of people that they think did it. They just go after anybody. And that's why I'm saying that Liam Neeson is wild. And with somebody like Terry Crews come out and say, because you, you know I got to bring up Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. If somebody like Terry yes. Crews got to come out and say, oh, no, nah, bro, y'all just wilding, man. It's just a fork in the road. We all be there. How you go hop on Twitter and say that black people was wrong for saying you should have beat up a mo- somebody who molested you, but you told us that we wilding. But Liam Neeson said he wanted to kill a black person, and you said, nah, man, it'd be like that sometimes. Can somebody make this make sense? In the words of Monique. I, I'm not I'm not going to try to make this make sense, because I'm not about to talk about Terry Crews. You, not, you know, you know what I want to say about Terry Crews, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. That's the one, I'm not, I'm not. That's the one wild statement I refuse to say on the podcast. I, Terry Crews, he's an agent, too. I was all going to say. He's an agent. Takashi 69 is an agent. Uh, according to Offset, Chris Brown is an agent. I do not I, want to talk I, about either one. Real chief, Chris Brown might be an agent. No. Offset asked for his address. Chris Brown gave it to him and said, "No, nah, you police cap." I'm, I'm gonna say this for Chris. I'm gonna say this. Chris Brown do a lot of wild illegal stuff and don't never go to jail for. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Touche, <laughs> touche. I mean, he rich and he light skin. That's different. Ah, uh, you you know you know what you're right. You're right. You're right. Let a dark nigga do that shit. Mm, let Six Lack do it. It's a rap form. Man, facts. Wait, six legs dark skin. I'm just assuming. But, all, his, all, all his photo, all his photo <laughs> be like black and white. So I just zoom you dark skin. He was dark skin until he cut his but, hair. Yeah, he's he. Okay. I, I, okay. Okay. Come with that fake dream. I sound about right. <laughs> that wasn't him. Was that it was him? him? Another disgruntled man who tried to kill everybody in his path. Tory Lanes. About two weeks ago, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. Uh, has been pretty much going straight up to Dreamville and saying, I want to smoke. I want, I think I'm better than y'all. Won't y'all have some rap beef for me? And to prove that he is worthy, he turned Jordan Lucas into a pack. That's facts. After, after two disses, just lift up, dusted him using his own flow and everything. Came back and said, Dreamville, will you please face me? Dreamville, no response. So what he do? He go turn Don Q into a pack. Uh. He's saying, Dreamville, will you niggas? He said, then he said J. Cole name. He said, J. Cole specifically, will you please step out in the yard and face me? J. Cole did not respond, but J.I.D. did and said, if you don't keep my boss name out your mouth, I'm going to wash you like a lackey. That's what lackeys do when you insult the sensei and then, like, one is, you know, one is students get mad and say, don't be talking to my boss like that. Yeah, that's that's exactly how Jad D responded. That's that's all that that's all that Tor Lane's wanted. Tor Lane tried to you know be like, no, it's cool. We can get on the same song. We have um, we can both spit our own verse on the beat, and we can let fans decide who better. He said, nah, nigga, you want rap beef? I'm coming for your head. I'm about to go record a song, which we have not gotten yet. I'm gonna point that out too. 
it's been almost two weeks and we have not gotten that song. Nah, he didn't. He was just, he was just, he was just angry in the moment. Or maybe J. Cole called down and said, nah, fam, don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to say this. A lot of people who are fans of Dreamville, even some people who are not fans of Dreamville, felt that Chad D was going to put Tori in the body bag. <laughs> I, for one, I'm going to say this. How do y'all, what do y'all think about Tori Lane's Brad B for Don Q? Um, was it what, what, which doll was the one he was beefing with? Dream doll, dream, dream doll, dream doll, as well as Dreamville. What do you guys think? I think Tory Lanez is a very confusing person to rap beef with me because I, I have learned that I will never bet against him again, but he's also ducking the fades in the same battles that he's got a leg up on. I don't know. There was no reason he shouldn't have responded to Don Q's second song. There was no reason he shouldn't respond to that. Are you talking about the second song? Dream Doll. Yeah, the second song. Cause the second song was pretty good. It was, a, it was... I thought it was good. He couldn't say it was anything below respectful or respectable. There's no reason he should not have responded. But Tory Lanez did the same thing he'd been doing. Aha, uh-huh, it's a dub. He just... He, he's blowing his load on the first song and I have nothing left for round two. Let's see, I, let's see, I'm gonna say this, but in this aspect of Joyner Lucas, he did have two great disses with him. But, hey, because, uh, so many, he did. so many people crowned him the winner that Don Q won. He probably felt like uh, I won, even though I liked Don Q's. He kind of didn't have to. Yeah, he kind of didn't have to. Even though I liked Don Q's response, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't didn't. Public consensus was it wasn't that good. Now, I, was, that's I, don't they, I just don't think they like Don Q. Yeah, so so he kind of won. To me, to me, Dunk You Sick song felt more like a hot hot nine seven freestyle than a diss track. It's just me though. I mean some people I mean and then even that Dream Doll, like she said that you try to have sex with me and another man. And Dream Doll turned him into a pack. That's the only beef he not winning. I see that. I'm gonna say this, that was the only memorable line in that whole diss to me. Like I don't really remember. Wait, 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 wait. He left the Beijing on her thighs. That was a hot line. Ah, ah, I just did one. I just dropped a hotline inside of a hotline. Double entendre, don't ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> My G used a Beijing for the fake hairline and lift it on her thighs. That's a hotline. Yeah. Fire. Flames. Bars. He goes right now. I got you. I got you. Core gonna snitch. The first thing, the first thing on tweeting is Kendrick. We coming for your head. I got the bars ready. But I'm gonna say this: I Tor Lane says undoubtedly accomplished his mission with going to you know going to Dream Doll and John Q and Jordan Lucas. He has proved that he is battle ready. He has proved that he can indeed go you know spar and rap beef. Now, because rap beef is different than creating an album. Rap beef is different than creating, you know, song structure and all this stuff. It's just really being, about yeah. being disrespectful and, you know, packing punches in your rhymes. And a lot of people forget that. So, when people say that Dreamville would wash would wash uh, Tory Lanez, I have to ask this. Who in the hell is really gonna... Who... who who on Dreamville is formidable in a rap beef? Like I know I we might nobody we might be not even Jayco. We might be underestimating them because I underestimated I underestimated 
Tory Lanez at the beginning. But none of them guys scream guys to be scared of in rap beef. Loot, Omen, Boz. Like you mean to tell me like you think uh, you think that Tory Lanez after seeing the way he was rapping on those rap beats could not stand up to any of them? Cause like to me, all them guys are kind of like almost average rappers, in my opinion. Like that's they ain't even good enough to have two syllable names. Facts. It's facts. That's 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 really how I feel about them. To me, those guys are almost like average rappers. They might improve, they might not, but I can't I can't sit here and say that all oh, them guys definitely gonna beat somebody in a rap beef who's surely cloned who has clearly shown and made about four or five rap disses in like in a span of like three four months and has eh. been smacking niggas the only p- listen it all depends on who wants to go to hey go, go on i'm about to say the only other people on the in that uh label is there's earth gang which uh i can't oh, come on come yeah on, I, I like earth gang i'm just saying i can't see them i can't see them dissing anybody like i can't i can't imagine what an earth gang diss track will even sound like same thing with JID. JID specializes in like bending words, um, using um internal rhymes and stuff like that, more so than you know, hard punching punchlines, which is technically in, in rap beef, that's what you need. Being technical and all this stuff, they don't they don't really matter. Being disrespectful and saying things that are really strike a nerve is what matters. And JID openly admitted he don't know that much about Torn Lane. So how the way are you gonna make a disrespectful this about somebody you don't know already lost in my opinion if he went out if he had went and recorded song like he said he was that night and put it up he would have lost and i think he realized that he probably doing research now yeah or he doing research because he said i don't do research he probably wouldn't actually say no that's stupid and went did research i hope he did i hope he did if he plans to diss that nigga hopefully he just leaves alone we forget about it and that leaves jay i'm gonna say that j cole and like Take whole beef with Diggy, and I'm like, that wasn't no crazy diss. They lost. <laughs> they lost. I listen to Diggy. I listen to Diggy's first mixtape last week. You listen, to Diggy. What first? You did what? Because <laughs> 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 because somebody said that in the last podcast, so I went back and listened to it. Cause I remember, boy, what was it, eighth grade? I was fucking with that Diggy mixtape. I ain't gonna lie. Shout out to that one song he had that I don't remember nothing about except for a Lamborghini. No, it's all trash. It's all trash. Don't worry. Light skin, light, yeah, it's light right. skin privilege is the only reason why you remember it. But it's I'm facts. saying this, and even like J Cole, don't get it wrong, he's 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 a good rapper, but I don't he, he I don't know why people think that he just can. It ain't his line. It ain't his no, line. he's not. He's not. He's a passive aggressive. And then you passive aggressive. Don't even ask him how. Well, he is passive aggressive. He talks about I'm loading the clip. You know, think about Middle Child. Like that was supposed to be him taking an aim at the entire industry, and it exactly it, it wasn't hitting. That, that was him. That's his killer instinct. Middle Child is his killer instinct. That's him being aggressive. <laughs> That's his most aggressive verse ever. Was talking about white privilege. And that's why I feel like if Tory Lanez won't get J. Cole, then I feel like Tory Lanez going in. Like, I feel like it's a fair fight. Why people are making Dreamfield to be some monolith that cannot be scaled. Like, I don't understand. Don't none, Nobody don't, in that label to me screams battle ready. I, I can go toe to toe with any rapper. I'll eat a rapper alive. Nobody in that. Nobody. 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 Now, J. Cole did have well, a. To me, that's what y'all doing to Tory. Because Tory hasn't proven that he's just some killer. He's wait, the wait, only wait. person, only person he's downright 
knocked off is Joyner Lucas. And let's think about it. Oh, and, whoa, and let's think about it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Answer this. What was Joyner Lucas' entire brand based off of, though? No, listen, listen. I'm saying the only one he knocked off His was His whole brand Lucas. was, I but can we talking... kill anybody in the beef. And Tory Lyons killed him. Let's think about it. That's, that was his entire persona. We... We talking like Tory just knocked off four or five niggas. One that he stopped responding to, who gave a good song, didn't even respond to Dream Doll. That's true. It, it's like I'm he's, he's, he's Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is Tory Lanez is the only rapper that can turn a woman into a pig. <laughs> Tory Lanez has been a Conor <laughs> McGregor. He has not been a Floyd Mayweather. If you want to get one song on one song, you got Tory. Tory Lanez could not last in the early 2000s rap beef where they was going for months, where they was going for songs, where they was dropping mixtapes. You think that nigga could last against mid 2000s 50 Cent? No. That nigga, question, got, that nigga got one song. Can, That's true too. But see, I'm going to say this. But my reason why I'm so high on Tory is because, like Corey said, because of who Jordan Lucas is. Jordan Lucas is more of a battle style rapper. He is that was his like he was, I can kill anybody. I rap better than everybody. He, I rap fast like Eminem. And he be making disses like but, that. And he's technically a better Jordan lyricist. Lucas is also corny. And you can't be corny in a rap battle. I let's he's just corny. Like I was serious. That that song he put out with the whole he acted out the whole like that's my son. Like, he did the whole baby noise. You think that was gonna run a, win a rap battle? <laughs> somebody who has Jordan Lucas somebody who has Jordan Lucas's skill, but not that level of cornball, probably would have knocked off Tory. Wait, 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 wait. This is the only problem though. Every rapper that raps like Jordan Lucas is corny though. I'll say that's the problem. I'll say this another Everybody from the Midwest, like they all rap like that. So, time out, fam. Time out. Jordan Lucas can be corny. Most of his corniness comes outside the music. We just go, he be bound down to niggas yeah, who yeah. didn't ask him to bow down. Most of his. <sighs> I'll stand, I'll stand this morning, he then. do have some corny concepts, but more often than not, like his two songs to. That nigga don't stop yeah, sucking yeah, off Chris yeah. Brown on Instagram. Like his two, like his yeah. two disses to Tori. Come on, man. His two disses. <laughs> 30, 30, bro. Lucas's two disses to um, Tori Lane's. They weren't even. They weren't even corny. They just, it was just torn. No, that second one was corny. Tori just showed them up. Ah, yeah, yeah, it was. Your hairline, you got a hairline problem, which is why I said Jordan Lucas' hairline is not. Two minutes of that second Jordan Lucas song was him acting out as a child, literally crying like a child. If that nigga said wham, wham one more time. It was a chore sent to that, but it was corny as fuck. Wham, 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 it's the baby, nigga. Somebody... Somebody, if somebody has Tory with jabs for three songs, I don't think Tory can last. I'm gonna say this: Who in Dreamville? How many artists in Dreamville would you bet on, and which ones would you bet on? Oh, against? that I don't know. Probably none of them. None of them. None of them. Okay, see, so like I said, I'm not. I don't think that Tory Lanez is formidable. It's more so that I think that people are overrating Dreamville's cast because they aren't even those that style of rappers. Like they're talking as if those rap, as if they have eaten rappers alive in rap beef. When those guys aren't even that kind of, they aren't really aggressive rappers. Luke, Omen, Boz, like them guys are very laid back, chill rappers. So just to flat, flat say that, oh, Tory can't fuck with them. I don't see why you're saying that. I can kind of, I understand why people are saying JID, but I also understand why JID could lose. Same with J. Cole. But people are just flat out saying that nobody should come at Dreamville. That's a big mistake. Now, now, I'm gonna say now, if it was TDE, that's a different I'm story. Cause them niggas live. Yeah, that's a different story. 
just live to do stuff like that. They they all they are Absol eating his lunch and yeah. wiping his nose. Yeah, with they all wipes. Yeah, Absol, <laughs> J Rock, Q. They are they are disrespectful rappers. Like them guys, they thrive off of adversity. Like that's that's what they do. So yeah, right, Silver might turn them into a pack. I was thinking some R&B. Somebody in Dreamville said that R and said R Linux would give. R Linux. They said they said that she gonna give uh towards some bars. I'm gonna say this though. I'm gonna say this though. The reason why I support Tory Lanez is because he is doing something that I always wanted to see in hip hop for years. Rappers who can rap. Ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, John Lucas. Rappers who can rap but do not have a brand base their brand upon dissing other rappers <laughs> who don't rap. Yeah, I get what I'm saying. Yes. And Tori's actually, you know, Jordan Lucas. Go ahead. And Jordan, I mean, Tori Lucas. I mean, nah, wait, Tori Lanez can rap, <laughs> but he chooses not to. Jordan Lucas spent the year going after Lil Uzi and Lil Pump and all of them. Dun Q spent two years at every New York radio station. I rap better than everybody. I can kill anybody. I want to smoke with anybody. And Tory Lanez came out and turned both of them into a pack. Yes, I like Dun Q second track, but if somebody cut your head off, you can't come back. It is what it is. He lost. He exposed you. He turned you to a pack. Take your ear. Go home. Go to Hot 97. Do another freestyle. The Soldier Boy headband on. Be a boogie sidekick. It is what it is. Here's my thing. Though. Here's my thing. Tory Lanez has been able to ha ha and kiki himself out of having to respond to other artists, in my opinion, because he's the bigger bigger artist. If he were to go against Why J Cole, listen, listen. That's my point. If he were to go against J Cole, let's say hypothetically they put out similar quality tracks, and he can't ha ha kiki out of it. I feel like that's a big thing of what Tory has been doing. Oh, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Last to not respond. Say this or he only didn't respond to one Don Q song. He responded to everything Jonah Lucas said. But there's been so many, there's been other rappers who have been, he just laughs at all the rappers, even though he says open challenge, anybody come at me. But then he was ha ha out of it all. Ain't nobody doing a diss track to my son. I wouldn't do a diss track. I wouldn't hop on this podcast and do a diss track to my son. Oh, you talking about my son? <laughs> My son need to go sit down somewhere. That nigga pick up. He tried to rap against everybody. I'll put it this way. He tried to beef. Oh, he took he took I'm not racist and made a diss track response <laughs> song from the perspective of a black slave to Tona Lucas. Who <laughs> <laughs> How you trying to beef with both Jordan and Tori while they beef at the same time? It ain't got shit to do with you, my son. You, um, sit down. How you gonna take the side of the white man when they took us to the white lands? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga, my son, wildin'. Bottom I would have landed. is not to respond to my son. I would not hold that against him at all. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> good guy. You made my son. Like, come on, you killing me in two seconds. All you got to say is my son is my son, and you won like instantly. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh. 
It's just, it's just, we got. On the way, one more thing though, and I'm gonna get to where Lane's credit because everybody be trying to say, well, oh, he picked easy targets. He did try to turn Pusha T into a pack, and I would love to see that. Yeah, he did call him out. He did, and he did call Cole, which are easy targets. Yeah, I'll be yeah, true. Because if on what is it? If you be for Pusha T, you gotta fight every round. You can't take an L and then leave. You got that's what that's what I want to see. Now I will say this: he did run for Royce at five nine. Oh, no, yeah. wait, don't. No, wait. No, wait. That's different. That one rap. Russ Fine out or get him killed. That's different. Russ <laughs> <laughs> Fine did say you can bring the rocket launcher out. He did say that. I'm going to be honest with you. When Tory Lane tweeted that, I said, wait a minute. Russ Fine Nine was like a run. Still one Detroit legend. Like, this. Like he, he, I don't put it way. He run the number nine before run the number nine. Facts. Oh, I'm about to cry. My friend, though, I don't want no smoke. You see a Royce the house nigga, though. I don't trust any nigga that was that calm. That nigga Royce was. That's facts. He said, Oh, you gonna tweet <laughs> that to me? All right, then. You gotta come to Detroit eventually. But I'm glad y'all guys brought up. Well, I'm glad I brought up Force of Five Nine because Force of Five Nine released a brand new song. I believe it was this morning called Field Negro, where he is talking about those who, who end up. Enjoying the riches of their fame and forget where they're from and forget that they used to be at the very bottom and how did they struggle. And he's rapping and I'm saying I'm digging the song. I'm like, oh, this sounds really good. Like to me, it sounds better than most of the songs I heard on the Book of Ryan and as well as was it Prime Two? Mostly because those yeah. days were very dry on those projects, or they were just real sporadic. <laughs> like you know, you know the kind of beats that Eminem rap over, like Berserk. Yeah. Like it was either it was either super dry or super wild, one to two, no, no in between. This beat was real cool. Royce is in, you know, he has, he adopts a nice flow, and then he just flat out comes out and disses Kanye and Wale, citing that they all they do is complain and whine, and all they do is care about blog awards, and he telling them, none of that stuff matters. Shut the hell up, and pretty much, and it feels like the whole verse is about them because he's talking about those who. Don't stand for if you don't stand for anything. I, you know, my dad always said, "Chop the left and the right leg off." Yeah, and also saying that Kaepernick is also fading to the background. So, what do you, Cora? What do you think about Royce the Five Nights message as well as his digs at Kanye and Wale? One, he spoke facts. Two, he oh. spoke facts. Three, he Royce the Five Nights, so it ain't one hundred percent facts. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> I'm going to say this. When they come to Kanye and Wale, he was telling the truth. They Okay, I'm, okay, I'm going to separate from the two of them. When they come to Wale, Wale does a lot of complaining. And when it comes to Kanye, it's a lot of complaining. But Kanye be complaining about white corporations. I mean, well, he don't do it no more because he got what he wanted. But at one yeah. point, he spent years <laughs> complaining about white corporations, not wanting to give him the money to make the clothes and the shoes. You know, which, which, you know, which he wanted to make, which I kind of uh, I, I understand it. But if you well, okay, well, actually, I got to take that back. We didn't know he was broke at the time. So we was like, well, Kanye, you got the money to do whatever you want. And he said, no, I don't. But now that we understand where he was broke, I get where he was coming from. While lay on another hand, Wale is, I've said it a billion times and I say it again for the people who don't know, Wale is the Damian Lillard of hip-hop. Extremely talented. Great at what he does. But people just always kind of leave him at that top 
two, one, three, five, seven, maybe nine, probably top fifteen, something like that. You know, it all yeah. People gotta go down. So instead of them, so instead of him just putting his head down and saying, I'm gonna work harder, he tends to what's the word? Complain. Complain a lot. <laughs> oh man, complex. Y'all don't think I got the album of the year? I gotta go up here and slap somebody. Then a rapper be like, I Wale, I wish he was dead. Man, we black brothers, bro. We supposed we supposed to hold each other down. Oh, academics, you post Meek Mill 24-7. Why you don't post me? It don't matter. You know, like, like if you don't like blogs, just say you don't like blogs. Don't hate on them because they don't pay attention to you. And I feel like for years he always complaining about platforms that don't that don't cater to him. If a platform don't cater to you, you go somewhere else. Do you remember when Wale and Do you remember Wale insinuated that he is less popular than Drake and J Cole because he is not scared? <laughs> I hate your project. See, that's a perfect example. Wale is a grown. This is my thing. Wale is a grown man who, at one point, was a bigger artist than Drake and Kendrick and Cole and Big Sean. He was famous before any of them were famous. He had hits before all of them had hits. You, I mean, I ain't going to say he that OG, but he was a class ahead of them. But I don't understand why he complained about being behind. You had your prime. You did what you did. And people will call you a legend, but the more you complain, the more people kind of, you know, people forget. So, yeah, if you want to turn Wale into a pack, I'm all for it. Wale's still the hallway, funny. I'm just, I'm just I'm just so sad when it comes to Wale's situation at this point. But see, like like Delon said before we got on the podcast, man, Wale wasn't doing nothing this time. He was minding his business. Yeah. This time. I'm gonna say this. He was not, not, this is my question. Did anything their voice say about him was was any of it not true? No, nah, it was all facts. Oh yeah, I like the song. Uh I'm tired of everybody talking about Colin Kaepernick. It's like, can we please let it go? All y'all watch Super Bowl, y'all watch playoffs. Y'all watch the commercials. What's the point of even talking about kneeling? I'm going put this way. I'm tired of hearing people talk about standing and kneeling for what? Because black people never made their decision up on what we was doing anyway. So I'm just going to keep watching. It is what it is. And also, why are we talking like, talk about NFL? Like, if the entire argument was against police brutality, what's the last case we even talked about? I'm be honest with you, I was thinking about that a while back that I was either thinking like we the pol- well, you know what? It's wintertime. Usually those oh, yeah, types right, of right. things die down in the wintertime. Oh, yeah, yeah, spring break. Yeah, wait till spring break hit. <laughs> no, nah, we just spring break hit. That's when it's gonna start back up again. I suppose. Hope, hope not. Though. Hope any, not. Other, any other thoughts, Delone? Um, my thoughts was not necessarily about the Kanye Wale thing. But I feel like if this song was released and recorded by a nigga named Sean Carter, this would be regarded as a God level rap song. Oh, that's facts. That's facts. If yes, I feel like Royce the Five Nine is getting uh, he's getting a little shortchanged. He's I mean, I mean the he, respect he, he, he deserves. Yeah, but this this song in particular, I feel like, Wait. especially in this day and age, if Jay Z would have put that song out. It'd be a whole different conversation. It'd be song. Nah, they it would already won next year's Grammy. No, nah, this song's this song's actually kind of amazing. I understand why he said what he said. Now he's saying why are people like Wally and and Kanye complaining when I didn't had it worse than both of y'all. <laughs> Facts. 
That's that is true. Cause Wale always talk about he don't get no love. Wale was hot at like Wale was super hot at one point. Royce the Fire Night ain't never been hot. Ah, then this ain't the rapping on the song. Wait, Bad Meets Evil was hot, but that's really about it. He always been a great rapper, top tier lyricist, and all of that. But no platform ain't never showed him no love. Even when you get rap platforms that talk about great lyricists, people still kind of ignore him. So he always kind of been in the background of everything. Damn. We got to make our appreciation story for that man. Who, Wale? What? No, <laughs> Royce. Now you... Come, come on now. I, I'm okay, okay. I'm t- if I do I'm anything in my free time, it's not Wale related. I'm still with I actually am making a Wale appreciation three. It's soon come. But... Voice no, I'm going to be in the I expect that. But Royce of Five Nine, appreciate three it. And I'm this, to listen things to do. This might be best rap song in the fourth quarter of twenty nineteen. Yes. Yes, facts. Right, absolutely. I granted ain't this had been anything monumentally impressive, but this is a King Future. Don't no, no song on there. I'm gonna say this. Well, I like a lot of songs on there. A lot, none of them songs were like, like overtly impressive. Like to the point, like, oh my god, like, I, like, I can't believe how great this song is. Closest thing I say to that might have been Temptation. Close for me. There's, there's not gonna be another mainstream rapper. I'm calling Royce mainstream. Mainstream rapper play out a song this good for the first quarter of this year. Please, podcast listeners, don't send me your your your, your man's on SoundCloud. This is. This J. Cole right. fans, do not send me little child again because I will fight y'all. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a damn song. But that's all I got for this week. Do you guys got anything? Um. Ah, uh, not twenty nineteen. I can't say that no more. Stream bust down Barbiana, even though it's horrible. He <laughs> just been ran down. Oh, Barbiana, hold yeah. on, uh, Cord. Nicki no Minaj board. is the laziest remake. <laughs> Any Nicki Minaj <laughs> remake? Hey, you know what? This bitch is at an honor to Island. She almost, she almost <laughs> got the Who's Wildin' spot for this song. Bro, I sat in silence <laughs> for 40 seconds wondering, was this a spoof or not? This woman, Nicki Minaj, opened the dictionary and just kept at finding a word, Iana. pointing to it, and saying, mm, I call my ops Apiana. Man. <laughs> 2014 Best Rapper Live, Complex Magazine. Stream Rico Nasty, y'all. <laughs> I'm, switching it, I'm switching it up this year. I'm going to have to stop y'all there because I promised my boy we went, we went slander Nicki Minaj about him on the podcast. But. Who, Tay? No, nah, not Tay. Not Tay. Not Tay. <clears throat> but. No, not Jacquez. Not Jacquez. But in, anything else, Delon? Announcement next week. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But that's all we got for this week. Uh, I'm about to play a song by Swivin, S-W-V-V-N. A song called Wise Man. It's a great song. Listen to it. You'll love it. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Tune in next week for another episode of your favorite podcast. Wise men never fall in love So who do I go to for advice? Let the night shine in the morning